Well, welcome to Theology Matters. I'm Pastor Dwayne Modlin, and I am so excited about this video. Uh, we are going to be going on with discussing the law uh, in relation to who God is and who we are. Um, and I'm excited about that. But I do want to let you know next week we're going to be talking about some really great issues, uh, important issues, difficult issues. We're going to be talking about the organization of Black Lives Matter and how Christians should approach and think about uh, not the sentiment of Black Lives Matter, but the organization itself, how we should approach it, think about it, and work through it as Christians um, through a biblical worldview, not a cultural worldview, not an emotional worldview, but a biblical worldview. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, so, and we'll have a couple of theological questions I will be answering next week, which are going to be important as well. But today, we're going to discuss the law and God. So what I want you to do is get on your thinking caps, buckle up, because we're about to take off. <music> All right. Well, I've got a video to show today, um, and we're going to be critiquing a little bit of a message that was preached um, by a pretty popular pastor out of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, Stephen Furtick, uh, Elevation Church. Um, many of you probably know the music, Elevation Worship. Um and many of you may know Stephen Furtick, uh, who is the pastor, lead pastor at um, Elevation Church. And we're going to look a little bit at what he, uh, a message that he preached, just a small clip of it, um, and kind of critique that a little bit and show you how often the law of God is preached in the church and... Um, in a dangerous fashion, I, I believe. So we're going to do that um, in just a second. So get ready. Here comes Stephen Furtick. Because love will take you way further than the law ever could. All right, right here he is going to pit He's going to begin a process of pitting the love of God against the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, which was the reason, one of the reasons we God gave us the law for us to understand that God is absolutely righteous, that He's absolutely holy, and that He created us in His image to live out that righteousness, to live out that holiness, right? And, and we know that we can't do that on our own. Uh, and we'll discuss that in a few minutes. But I, I think this is often the way that the law of God is preached in a lot of churches is we pit the law of God against the grace and the mercy of God without understanding that the law was given for our good. It was a grace given to us 
the law was. So let's go on with what uh, Stephen Furtick I'll has to, to say. Let's okay, say he's going he's gonna to prove it to us. Sorry. He's going to prove it to us in human terms. He's not going to prove it to us in biblical terms. He's going to explain human love and then attach that human love to God, which is quite dangerous. God is holy, which means he's other than. He's perfect. And this means that his love is perfect. It means that his righteousness is perfect. His compassion is perfect. His justice is perfect. Everything about God is perfection. So we can't explain God, the love of God, in human terms. We have to let God define to us what his love is through the scriptures. Your child is in a horrible accident. Let's say they bust their head wide open on the monkey bars. And they fall off the monkey bars. The monkey bars are like 30 feet high. I'm making this an extreme example. And they fall down and they bust their head wide open. And you scoop them up and put them in the car to get them to the emergency room. And on the way to the emergency room, every sign you see says, uh, speed limit. How much attention do you pay to the number? Also, he, he's going to say in just a few moments something quite dangerous. But he, now he's equating man-made laws with God's laws. And God's laws stand above man's laws. Uh, are we to obey the laws of the land? Scriptures are clear that we are when they do not contradict God's will for our lives um, when they do not contradict God's commandments, when they don't contradict God's law for us. And by the way, when I'm talking about the law, I'm not talking about Jewish ceremonial law, the hand washing, the feet washing. I'm not talking uh, about um, um, civil law, Israel's civil laws that they had, uh, their dietary laws. When we talk about the law of today, we're talking about the moral law, which was given to all people for our benefit. It's, it, it shows us who God is, the character of God. So when we're talking about the law, we're talking about the nature of God, God's moral law, God's character. Let's go on beneath the speed limit in that moment those numbers mean nothing to you why because somebody that you love is in trouble and in that moment any parent will break the law for the sake of love and that's true uh, I, I would break the speed limit if one of my daughters were was injured and hurt and I needed to rush them to the hospital, of course I would break uh, man-made laws to be able to get my daughters uh, the medical help they needed. But again, I'm a human father. I'm not God. Any human parent will break the law for the sake of love. 
And what will really turn your heart to God is not when you hear his laws, which were given for our good, by the way, but they were powerless because there wasn't enough leverage in our action to keep the law. While it is true that we can't keep the law in and of ourselves, it is not true that the law doesn't have a purpose for us in our lives, which we're going to go over in a few minutes, and which I went over already somewhat in the previous video on the law of God. The law of God actually shows us our sinfulness, which in turn shows us we need a Savior because we can't meet God's standard of holiness, of righteousness that he demands of us. We can't do it. So we needed a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. So the law is my taskmaster, according to Paul, that pushes me to the person of Jesus. It shows me that I needed a Savior, and his name was Jesus. And he fulfilled the law for me. You cannot have the gospel without the law of God. You do not know why you need a Savior if you don't understand that you are a sinner under the wrath of a righteous and holy God. But that this righteous and holy God in the person of Jesus Christ paid the penalty for the law, my, yours and my law breaking. And not only that, his active obedience, his fulfilling the law for us, his righteousness is imputed to us when we believe in trust, believe and trust in him. So the law is important. And, and Stephen Furtick here is misrepresenting how Scripture presents the law of God. And that is quite, quite dangerous. The law of God does not bring our salvation, but it points us to the fact that we need salvation. So often what we see in the church when people are presenting the gospel isn't a gospel that says, hey, you're a sinner and under the wrath, justly under the wrath of God because you've broken his law that he has called you to do and fulfill. But God in the person of Jesus has made a way. He's brought salvation for you. He fulfilled the law for you. Let's go on. So what God did when he sent his son, and this is why we get excited in church, and this is why tears fill Here our it eyes comes. when we think about Jesus, and this is why the Here gospel comes. is still good news in the world today, because God broke the law for love. Did you hear what this man just said he said that god is a lawbreaker that god broke his own law he has pit the righteousness and the holiness of our god against the love of god which the scriptures never do ever i said to every sinner God broke the law for love. Did God break the law? Well, 
that's what we will be discussing right now. Did God break the law for love? All right, so let's look at some scriptures. And let's let's uh let's break this down a little bit from the scriptures. And I've been teaching through 1 John, so we're going to look at several scriptures in 1 John. Because in 1 John these John is writing to a group of believers in Ephesus who are dealing with false teachers who said that that it was okay to sin because the material world and the spirit world were separated completely, that the material world was sinful and the spirit world was righteous or good. So it doesn't matter how you lived in the material world because your spirit or your soul was okay because the material world, your body is evil, but your soul is good. It's not much unlike what Stephen Furtick is saying, but he is applying this to God. He's pitting two characteristics of God against each other, the righteousness of God or the holiness of God and the love of God. So John writes to these believers in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. There is no unrighteousness in God. There is no sinfulness in God. He is perfect. And by the way, any time that you see the term light, specifically in uh, John's writings, it, it represents God's pureness or God's holiness. So at the beginning of John, John writes that God is light, that he is holy. Then later in John, he writes that God is love. And he never pits these two against one another, as many do today, as we saw that Stephen Furtick did in his message. There is no darkness in God. God is absolutely holy. 1 John 3, 4, everyone who practices sin, everyone who practices sin practices lawlessness as well. Indeed, sin is lawlessness. To break the law is sin. So what Stephen Furtick is saying is that our God is a sinner. Did you hear what I said? Stephen Furtick has called our God sinful that is blasphemy as that's heresy that's absolute heresy there is no darkness in our god he is absolutely holy or first john uh, 5 17 all unrighteousness is sin is God unrighteous? Is God lawless? Has God broken his laws? Absolutely not. Now, a lot of people don't like to read the book of Leviticus. They don't like it because they say it's boring and there's 
all these rules and regulations in Leviticus. And what they're doing is missing the main point of the book of Leviticus when they say this. The main point of the book of Leviticus is to show us that God is holy and we are not. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. Leviticus 11:45. This this phrase is throughout Levit, the book of Leviticus. It's showing us our need for mercy from God, our need of salvation from God. How did the Old Testament believers receive grace and mercy? How? They received it by faith. Just like you and I do. Faith in the provisions of what God had provided for them. The types and the shadows that are throughout the Old Testament. The sacrificial system was a mercy and a grace of God. That even though they had broken the law, God had provided a way for them to approach him even though they were unrighteous and deserved his wrath. You say, well, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament, Dwayne. Come on. What about the New Testament? What about the New Covenant? Does that have anything to say about the law of God? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Jesus is... In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he's presenting one of the greatest sermons ever. Jesus is the greatest preacher ever. And Jesus is preaching this message, and we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And really what the Sermon on the Mount is, is the ethical standards of the kingdom of God. The kingdom has come. And in light of, what the, in light of the kingdom coming, this is how you should live. Right? So right in the middle of, or the beginning of, this sermon that Jesus is preaching, this is a statement that Jesus says, which he's drawing back from Leviticus. He says, be perfect, be holy. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, the law shows us, these ethical standards showed us that God was perfect, that he was holy, is holy, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. God did not break the law in sending the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the God-man, actually came and fulfilled the law for us. Not breaking the law, but fulfilling the law for us. Because our sin nature would have never allowed us to perfectly live out the law. And we were under the wrath of a holy and righteous God. And Jesus, the God-man, took that wrath upon himself 
and what we call his passive obedience. Which brought us redemption for our sins. But that wasn't enough to save us. Right? Because even though our sins would be forgiven, we're still unrighteous. So Jesus, in his active obedience, fulfilled the law on our behalf. And we are given his perfect righteousness at salvation. Praise God. The author of Hebrews tells us to pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Wow, if that's true, man, you and I are in trouble because we're not perfect. We're not completely righteous. That's where God comes in. God, in the person of Jesus, fulfilled the law for us. He did not break the law. He fulfilled the law on our behalf. God, becoming a man, kept his own law on our behalf perfectly to offer us a perfect righteousness. God did not break the law. The law of God and the love of God are not opposed to one another. The law of God shows us our absolute depravity and shows us that we are so in need of God's love. Why we need His grace, His mercy, His love. We need preachers to stand in pulpits and preach the law of God. Now, there, there's, there is the concern that you become legalistic. But you don't leave it in the hands of the law to bring salvation. The law of God shows us our need for salvation. It doesn't produce our salvation. So you, you need the bad news to understand the good news. But what happens often is we've, in, in churches across America, is we've misrepresented the bad news. All the bad news is is that you're lonely. The bad news is is that you're depressed. The bad news is, is that you have been subjugated. Uh, the bad news is that you're a victim. And what you really need is uh, a hero. Uh, what you really need is God to, to be your friend. No, the bad news is, is that you're justly under the wrath of a holy and righteous God because you've broken his law. That's the bad news. The good news is, is that this God came in the person of Jesus Christ fulfilled the law for you 
died for your breaking the law, took that punishment upon himself, God did, in the person of Jesus, and offers us forgiveness for our sins and offers us his righteousness. That is the good news. But the good news is misunderstood if we don't understand the bad news. And that's the purpose of the law, to show us the perfection of God. And since we've been created in the image of God, we were called to live out that same perfection. But guess what? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Not only have we sinned, but we have a sin nature passed down to us through Adam in his fall. I hope this has helped you somewhat understand the purpose of the law of God. It shows us, our, shows us that God is absolutely perfect and holy. And then it shows us that we are not absolutely perfect and holy. And that we are under the, the wrath of God because of that. But the good news is, is that God came in the person of Jesus, fulfilled the law, took the punishment you deserve in order to offer you forgiveness of sins and a perfect righteousness found in the person of Jesus. Wow. What good news, man. Wow. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to share uh, this with your people. I pray it's been encouraging. I pray it's been challenging. Uh, and I pray that your people would, through these videos and those who are watching, will become more discerning on who they listen to, uh, who they read, um, and how to uh, work through what it, whoever's preaching. Work through their preaching through the scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Pray you have a fantastic day. And don't forget, next week, we're going to be dealing with Black Lives Matter organization. Uh, we're going to actually look at their kind of statement or their vision statement and mission statement, basically their beliefs statement, and uh, break that down and measure that not by culture, not by emotions, but by the scriptures. Uh, so, God bless.